School is out. You're finally done with your third year of high school, and you're eager to get some rest over summer break. But there's this looming dread, this fear in the back of your head. How are you supposed to apply for college? Everyone talks about writing essays and noting down awards and extracurriculars, but how does it actually work? We're your host, Rachel. And Grace. And this episode is Senior Year, part two of a two-part series on the college application process. So first up, we should explain what Common App is a little bit. It's one of the most used platforms to submit your college application essays and materials. And of course, there's a lot of um, other platforms, but Common App is uh, the most regularly used, and it's the one I'm most familiar with. So I'll talk about that one. So Common App essentially gives you a space for you to note down your grades, your activities, like your extracurriculars, and your awards, and your some of your standardized testing scores, and also just like personal information about your family and stuff that colleges will often ask for. And so what happens is Common App takes all this information and it'll submit it to every single college that you submit your application to. So each college usually has a Common App portion. So you only fill out that portion once and it goes to every college. And then each separate college will have their own little separate portion where they might ask their college specific questions. And it's like an online website. Uh, You can easily make an account over the summer or during the fall. Another um, aspect of Common App and a lot of other um, application portals is that you can usually get fee waivers. So applying to each university will usually cost around like $80. But um, if your family meets the requirements, you can apply for a fee waiver. It'll usually ask you if you fit the requirements for a fee waiver and you can go through that process um, to get your fees waived so then you don't have to pay for applying to any colleges. Besides the Common App, there are a few other Um, application portals like for example the UC system the University of California system uses a different portal so they don't have a personal statement or anything they um, have you choose like four different prompts to write from and the word count is a lot less so some different universities have different portals but um, the majority of them will use Common App. Definitely like what Grace was saying is that Common App you need to stay very organized with it it's just a lot and I mean if you add more and more colleges it's also just going to be a lot more to do um what's nice about Common App is it it keeps track of what you're like finished with and like the questions you're finished with so it has like little check marks and then there's also like on your main profile you can um there's like a self-reported grades that you can do but not every college requires it like one required it and then another one I applied to required like an external version of it um the thing about common app is that it's just like a lot (laughs) it's a lot of work and it's very important that you link it to your navience um so i'll use that as a very smooth segue into navience really quick so navience i know that probably the counselors have been constantly talk about navience and just like marking down the colleges that you're interested in or the colleges that you're going to but once you link those two accounts you're able to um easily link where you're going and it's also going to open up um your rec letters and like your transcripts and that just like makes it a lot easier so for um so for like rec letters when you go to like the college tab and it says letter letters of recommendation what you can do is 
you'll get the option to like add a request and it will show the menu of the colleges that you've picked on Common App. So you don't have to like search for them. They're just readily there. So if you're in Fulton County Schools, at least you can access Naviance through your launch pad. Um, just log into that and click on your Naviance and it'll automatically log you in. So with your teacher recs, um, as Rachel said, you'll have to navigate to that screen. And another um, important part of Naviance is making sure you put down which um, sort of decision you're applying for, either early early action, early decision, or regular decision. So then your counselors and teachers will know the deadline for when they need to submit your recommendations by. And Naviance is used for your counselor recommendations, your teacher recommendations, and your transcripts. You have to request transcripts through Naviance. Um, to get them sent to your schools directly. Another thing about that is that um, regarding rec letters, um, I know that we talked about rec letters just a little bit in the junior year episode, and so it's really important to talk to your teachers first about rec letters rather than just submitting a request on Naviance, Um, and it also seems a little presumptuous. So definitely talk to your teachers first and then submit the request, but um, sometimes I know this happened with me is I requested my um, letters really early is that the school has to open up their profile before teachers can actually submit them Um, they can upload like the pdf portion but they can't answer their like questions so if that happens not don't necessarily pester your teachers because they know what they're doing but gently remind them and see if the if it's been um, opened up yet because I know that deadlines are very important. Yeah, and just a general thing for Naviance, because, or for, really for submitting any materials to universities, um, it takes time, one, for your request to be processed and for them to actually send it and for the university to process it. So just make sure you do things well in advance. So another aspect of um, the application, a really huge one actually, is writing the essay. Um, usually there will be one a big sort of essay, around like 650 words, that the Common App requires you to do, and then there will be smaller essays that other universities require you to do. Um, My advice on essays is to sort of start looking at the prompts and brainstorming over the summer. Usually it'll be something like, um, what is an idea that challenged you, or like, how did you show you were a leader, how did you overcome some sort of challenge, or like another one. The one that I personally responded to is what's an important part of your background. And so, to be honest, the prompts are very broad. You can really talk about almost anything you want to. I would say just make sure it's something that's really a key part of your identity. And also, the point of the essay, everyone will say this, but the point of the essay really is just to get to know you better as a person. You don't really have to show off all of your awards or grades or anything because the rest of your application already speaks for that. It already shows your activities and your grades through your transcript. Um, looking more on like the editing process of writing your essays, I remember a big, um, some big advice that I got from one of my teachers was that the more you ask people to look over your essay and like the more you let them like adjust it or like edit it, the less that it sounds like you. Um, like Grace was saying, it's very important that colleges get to know you through this rather than just looking at your like stats on a sheet of paper they can really get to know you and like your writing style and just an insight into your personality so if you have this jumble of people's different opinions on your writing it doesn't sound like you um another thing and this is very um 
it's very con- conditional. But some teachers might be willing to um, edit your um, essays. Now, this doesn't go for all teachers, and it very much depends on their schedule. But um, just having a teacher maybe, like, look over it just to make sure that it's good, it sounds pretty okay, that's another way you can go. And I know some people hire, like, college tutors. Um, I personally didn't have one, so I can't speak on that. But that's also maybe another route that you can go. Yeah, so I did get a college counselor mostly for my essays. They are, like, pretty expensive. I personally would just say probably to ask like your mentors the people around you maybe even your friends if you trust them enough because the thing is it has happened to people before like online where someone might take like steal their essay so just make sure you're careful with that maybe ask an older sibling or someone to um, look over your essay because for me at least like the price versus like what I got from college counseling was not like really worth in my opinion But then again, it's really personal preference and it's your own situation. Moving on to test scores and submitting those scores to colleges. um, I know that in recent years, some colleges um, are test optional. Um, I know some do still require them and maybe that's just like a personal preference on whether or not you submit it. Um, They say it doesn't penalize you, but nobody knows that for sure. So uh, I know I took the ACT, and so I submitted through the ACT website. It does cost, I think, maybe like 15-ish dollars, um, and then it just 15 to each school that you send. Um, I know I talked about in, like, junior year, but allow AMP in, in the junior episode, and then Grace talked about it just a second ago, but definitely allow ample time for these things to get processed like I mean if you have a deadline October 15th I or like a credential deadline of like maybe late October don't so don't request it like request that they send your test scores the night before because they're probably the colleges probably aren't going to get your test scores yeah and this varies from university to university but some universities may have their materials deadline a little bit later than their application deadline so for example um, UGA you have to submit everything on common app um, a certain week but then it might be like two weeks later is the deadline for things like test scores or recommendation letters but of course it's still um, optimal to get it all in uh, on time what happened to me actually is I I'm pretty sure I missed the deadline for my test scores for UGA and um, I had to pay for like expedited shipping or something so yeah just um just make sure it gets there in time I don't think the deadline is too strict but of course you don't want to risk it and so I took the SAT and I sent that score so the SAT is done through college board so it'll be like um a panel that just says like my SAT and then you can go to like your student score sense and then you add a bunch of universities and I think it's about like 16 or 12 somewhere around there 16 or 12 dollars for each university and then they'll send you like a receipt and you can look it over so another important part of applying to college is the financial aid portion so there are usually around three steps to financial aid three very broad general steps and different universities might have more specifics that they want but one part is the FAFSA which is the free application for federal student aid 
and you just go on the FAFSA website, make an account, and you have to submit a bunch of information about your family and your parents' tax returns, um, really like um, information about their income and their jobs and stuff like that. And then it'll give you an um, estimated expected family contribution number, and that's how much um, basically that the FAFSA believes that universities will ask um, from your parents to contribute towards your tuition money. Um, And then it'll tell you if you're eligible to apply for like federal grants and such. And so usually you'll want your parents to help you uh, fill that out. Another form is the CSS, which is the College Scholarship Service. So the CSS is usually for colleges to give you money, whereas the FAFSA is for federal aid, and that's the main difference between the two. But otherwise, they're very similar forms. You still have to submit your parents' tax returns and stuff like that. And uh, the CSS takes a good while because it asks for all of your family's assets. So if your family owns a business or anything, then you have to um, give them information about um, the business that they own. So for those um, parts of financial aid, I would definitely recommend that you have your parents do that. And another subset of the CSS is the IDOC, where it asks for just like forms from your parents and they'll send you an email after you complete the CSS for that. So for the FAFSA and CSS, you really only have to fill out these forms once, and then on each of them, you'll list every single university that you want it sent to, and then it'll just send it out to all of them. Um, Also, some scholarship deadlines may be after you've submitted all of your applications, so you just want to get on top of that. Like, some of my scholarship deadlines are in February or March. So I know that was, like, a whole bunch of information (laughs) that was kind of just dumped, but it's really important that... um, Throughout the process, you stay as organized as possible. I remember I made, like, little lists depending on the university. So I had, like, for each different one, I had, like, which rec letters I was going to submit, when those deadlines were, what I had already submitted, um, and then any, like, helpful links that I got. I know it's hard to stay organized throughout the process, but if you're keeping up with everything, I mean, there's... It seems like such a short amount of time from August to October, or generally October if you're doing like early action, but it's, it's, I don't know, it still feels like a little while, but staying on top of those deadlines really, really helps. Counselors are going to give you deadlines for different things and definitely listen to those deadlines. Like I remember I got a transcript deadline and I was like, oh gosh, I really need to do that Um, because it was like couple weeks before the actual like application was due just to give time for them to like process the transcripts yeah so what I did is I created a spreadsheet to organize my stuff and just listed each university I was applying to and their deadlines and like what materials I needed and I sort of like had it color-coded for which ones I had done so after you submit your application there are still a few steps to go through to really finish the process um Every university will send you uh, some sort of email and a link to their application status portal. So this is just a place where you can check if you submitted all your materials. And so you can check what you're missing. And it's also a place where when the decision comes out, you can check your decision. So they'll give you a username and uh, a password, and then you'll have to uh, reset your password. And after 
getting into this portal, you just want to make sure that you have all of your financial aid documents in and all of your um, other docu application documents in. So for financial aid, some universities might require um, another form, like for example, a proof of dependency form that you have to sign off on. Oh, and also you will still have to use Naviance even after you've submitted all of your um, really rec letters and transcripts because if you're applying regular decision, some universities will require a mid-year report, which is essentially like your transcript for the first semester of senior year, and you'll have to request that through Naviance again. So you'll, I mean, obviously make like external, like lists and guides and to keep track of everything, but these colleges will let you know if you are missing anything. Like, I needed a proof of residency, I think, for one place, and I was like, oh gosh, okay. Because that wasn't a part of the regular Common App process. Another thing after you submit your um, applications is kind of some post-rec letter stuff, um, is giving gifts to your teachers. I know that sounds a little cheesy or a little corny, but it really shows them that you appreciate um, appreciate what they've done and if if you had like a separate teacher help you with your essay definitely give them something I think I think we talked about that in junior year as well um, giving original gifts and something meaningful also keep them updated on your process I remember like um, I, I've come into like Miss Evans room before and I was like oh my gosh I got into here like oh I didn't get into here and I don't know, I don't know how I feel about X, Y, and Z, but they, it feels so nice to share it with them, and it's so much fun because as cheesy as this sounds, they really are rooting for you, um, and they're very proud of us and cheesy stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, they just want to know how you're doing, and they'll support you no matter what happens to you. Really, in the end, the process can seem kind of intimidating, but, like, you know, you'll get through it. I mean, everyone around you is also going through it at the same time. You're sort of all, like, um, going through it together. You can always ask your peers for help for something, and the counselors at Northview will also have a meeting at the beginning of the year to sort of introduce you to the whole process a little bit more. If you had one sentence of advice or, like, a little blurb of advice for rising seniors, what would you say? Um, I think it's also important just to... Don't be scared of asking questions or not knowing what to do because a lot of people don't know how to do this. Nobody really has ever gone in depth um, through it with them. So it's fine to ask people for advice. In the end, like, you'll get through it. And college isn't everything, so even if you don't get what you've been working so hard for, you'll find some place you love and you'll find some people that uh, you'll make friends with. <laughs> what about you, Rachel? Um, I think I'd say that everyone else is going through the same thing around you. And I know at Northview, we're fortunate enough to have a lot of these resources to help us. And it may seem really scary and like no one else knows what you're going through. But these these teachers have seen it all and they, they're ready to help, especially the counselors. Um, find ways to celebrate the little things. I know, I mean... Definitely celebrate once you've submitted all your applications. Maybe like a little, I don't know, like a little treat for yourself. But if you celebrate like along the way, it'll seem like, oh, if I, I already f done with my essay, like I can celebrate a little bit. But once I finish my transcripts, I, my transcripts, I can celebrate even more. Um, so just be sure to treat yourself well through the process. Um, stay on top of those deadlines. Get it all done. And I mean, like Grace said. 
there is a college for everyone, even if it's maybe not the one that you originally thought. There, you'll be happy most anywhere you go. And if you don't want to go to college, then there's also no shame in that. If you want to take a gap year or start in the spring, then like don't feel ashamed of that. Everyone has their own way of going through life. This concludes this episode of Senior Year, the second episode of our two-part college series. Thank you so much for listening. For a transcript of this episode, head to the Point of View tab on our website, nhsmessenger.org, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NHS Point of View for updates and new episodes. We've been your hosts, Rachel and Grace, and this has been Point of View.